The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. This week, once again, is no exception. We've got a return guest, very, very special guest. Her name is Debbie Solaris. And today on Guys Guys Radio, we're going to talk about galactic history and the Akashic Records and a lot more. So we're going interdimensional today on Guys Guys Radio. I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. We've had Debbie on the show before. She was a an abductee from a group of aliens. She went on a ship twice, way back in 2012. Her life changed dramatically after that. She was just a regular person as she is now, and I say that with all respect. And suddenly she began to get an increase in her intuitive capabilities, her psychic capabilities, and then she began to gravitate towards reading Akashic Records. And Akashic Records, for those of you who are unfamiliar with them, it's really a celestial, if you will, uh, recording of every single thing that's ever happened anywhere. That's thoughts, things written down, experiences, whatever. And apparently they can be accessed collectively, globally, as well as for ourselves. And Debbie actually teaches people how to learn how to tap into those records and get a lot of information. So we're going to get into all of that today. And also we're going to talk about how a lot of the uh, Akashic records and galactical information that's available to us based on what star systems our DNA is originally from. And by that I mean there's a series of different star systems that apparently were around millions and millions of years ago, and the inhabitants of those star systems ultimately ended up on planet Earth. There's a whole group of them. If you go to Debbie Solaris, S-O-L-A-R-I-S dot com, you'll see a big write-up on it, lots of fantastic illustrations and explanations about where you may have come from in terms of your DNA and your ancestral heritage and all those past lives you may have had. And now you're experiencing things in the third dimension here on Earth. So you may have experienced other existences, if you will, other incarnations in higher dimensions. But this time, all of us were right here in the 3D. And a lot of people are talking about the fact that the earth is changing right now and the frequency is rising and that we're headed towards the fifth dimension, but maybe not everybody's heading there at the same time, rate, and pace. So we're going to get into all of that with our special guest, Debbie Solaris, right here on Guys Guys Radio. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. So why don't we get into it right now? Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. 
It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, Guy's Guy's Radio, the heart of our show. I've got a very special interview with a return guest. Her name is Debbie Solaris. She's an ET contactee, an interdimensional traveler, a galactic historian. And back in 2012, she was abducted at the age of 50. And she was abducted again about six months later. And through that, she started to get different downloads and became became proficient in re- reading the Akashic Records and a lot more in terms of psychic gifts and things like that and intuition. So she's been all over um, the metaphysical space, if you will, over the past few years. I've seen her many times on Gaia with Regina Meredith, with George Norrie on Beyond Belief. Just does terrific work. And the thing I really like about Deb is that She's a real person. She's very authentic. There's no ego. She just does her thing, and she's here to help us. So, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio, Debbie Solaris. Today, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about galactic history and much, much more. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to come to be back in um, in your world, and uh, I guess we have a lot of new things to talk about. So, um, looking forward to it. Cool. So let's uh, every most people um, who are familiar with you, they know your story. You were abducted twice at age 50, which is, you know, a little bit later in life than a lot of folks. And -hmm. then you came back and over time you started to get uh, downloads uh, and information to help you on a new path, which was kind of, quote unquote, galactic history. Is there anything specific now that uh, it's a few years later that you looking back that you want to mention about that and those experiences now versus what you thought about them maybe three or four years ago? As far as my ET experiences? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. anything there that's come up that you said, oh, I really hadn't thought about that before. Hmm. Um, just that I think, uh, you know, the, the kind of the thoughts I've had recently regarding that experience is that uh, I think the ship was a higher aspect of myself. Like everything that was on board the ship was actually aspects of my consciousness, you know, so not that it wasn't a real experience or, and, and, the, and that not that these beings weren't real beings, but I felt like there was a, a soul connection or maybe even that it was predetermined that something like this was going to happen in order to align me with my true path, you know? So, so these are just thoughts I've had recently about that experience, because it seems like there's, um, I wouldn't say everybody has the same type of experience I have, but it seems like we all kind of leave these little breadcrumbs, you know, throughout our earth walk, you know, in order to enable us to, I guess, um, reconnect with our divine aspects of ourself or to move forward um with why we're really here and uh and so many of us will end up you know having some sort of a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience or an et contact experience or some sort of spiritual awakening kundalini type experience that is going to align them with uh uh, you know, kind of break them out of the matrix and also to realign them with their higher aspects. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I can say to that. Um, 
but yeah, that was probably, um, you know, obviously, you know, those, those two ET contact experiences I had were very life-changing, you know, they mm-hmm. were, you know, I would say very transformational, uh, However, on a health aspect, it took me several years to repair the damage that was done to my physical body, you know, you know, being that I spent, you know, all my life in, you know, third dimension, you know, and dealing with third dimensional stressors and trauma and things like that. So I know that was kind of a a topic that you were interested in. So I um, just want to segue into that. Okay, so um, it, so that was about ten or eleven years ago, and mm-hmm. and I think you'd agree that you actually look younger now than you did the first time I saw you on George Norrie's show, mm-hmm. and and you look fantastic. And you mentioned the second time I think you're on the show that you had lost like over fifty pounds of weight, so you must feel fantastic. So I've got to think that this experience, even though there might have been some issues along the way, has been a good one from a health standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Uh... So one of the things I teach, um, I actually taught a webinar on this, uh, I would say last year sometime, it was called uh, Mastering Your uh, Starseed Health. Um, And one of the premises that I've seen, you know, just through, you know, just not only my own experience, but also accessing the Akashic records of thousands of people throughout the years, um, that there are certain trends with health issues and someone's star lineage, you know, so, uh, so depending on what your star lineage is, you know, you might've been exposed to past life experiences that may predispose you to certain health conditions. And, uh, so I've seen, you know, trends with this, not just with myself, but also with a lot of my clients. Um, and I'm actually working on doing like an overall starseed study on this topic. I'm working with two epidemiologists from New York that are helping me with this project. We want to put together a book or a documentary um, that can maybe help a lot of people, um, you know, transform their health. Um, but as you mentioned, yes, I did go through a massive health transformation three years ago, Um it, you know, I I went underwent um, I would say years of of just one health issue after another after another after another, and I used to tell people like I think I'm going to die before my husband, who's 12 years older than me. Okay, so I mean that's how bad it got. And uh, and I know on the first show I did with George Norrie, I was quite a bit heavier. Um, I've since lost about. I would say 70 pounds um, since that one time. Um, and I've and the way I've done it was uh, I worked a lot with my my, you know, my star guides, you know, so I received um guidance from my star guides and also um just my understanding of my Arcturian heritage, you know, what what types of foods or what types of lifestyle changes would align best with my type of star lineage um let me uh let's 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 do this for the benefit of folks who aren't familiar with your work okay you you learned how to uh tap into the akashic records the akashic records and correct me if i'm incorrect basically the it's a recording kind of a, a documentation of everything that's ever happened every thought everything written every everything in yeah, our, gotcha. yeah. Okay. So as part of that, 
you discovered that folks are from the people on earth now in the third dimension are are descendants of some type of star seeds from other galaxies and other planets if you will yeah correct okay yeah so what we're going to talk about today is some of the propensities in terms of health issues that various people on earth in the 3d have based on their lineage but to get to that point let's set up deb let's set up what are the different uh universes and planets that most people on earth come from and what are they what are they like and what are the propensities for them having health issues yeah uh let me just give some background information on I guess the Akashic records. Uh, so I do Akashic records readings. I, um, I've been doing these readings, I would say since 2014, um, I had my awakening in 2012. Uh, and, uh, through doing uh, many of these readings, you know, clients will ask me a lot of different questions, you know, obviously the most popular ones being, you know, what's my purpose, you know, what's my soul contracts, why do I have connections sure. with certain people, and of course, health conditions, you know, so through um, tapping into their star lineage, um, so getting to star lineage, as far as here on planet Earth, ever since World War II, um, there's been a huge influx of souls here on currently on this planet right now that are actually ancient souls that come from different star systems, different galaxies, different planets, different realities, dimensions. Um, and uh, but there's a few systems that are probably the most common. So these are lineages okay. that we see most commonly here on Earth. Uh, so I would say the majority of my clients either have Lyra connections okay we're talking about lyra um vega is included because vega is a star system within the lyra system so we're going to also include vega um then there's quite a few that are from the pleiades um these are my most common ones uh sirius um i think you have a connection with sirius and uh uh andromeda um and orion okay uh those are the six that I see the most common when I'm doing these readings. Now, there's obviously other systems that um, also come up, you know, during Akashic readings, but I would say those are the six most common. Um, so and there's, a, and there's a lot of history with those in terms of, oh, I remember yeah. last time we spoke and reading your, and Deb's got a fantastic website. It's debbysolaris.com. And it, it gives you an overview of all the different star lineages and the propensities for health and so much more as to who's actually here on earth working with us now. But um, so for instance, Lyra was attacked by the Dracos way, way back. And then a lot of them moved to other areas like Sirius. So there's been exactly. a lot of movement. So it's really for the, for the for most folks, they don't know they don't know where all these places are. So yeah, as we totally. discuss it, let's just drill down so they get a kind of a yeah, sense okay. as the context. I'm gonna give like the kind of okay. a bridge version of the Got it. galactic history, but okay. um the uh Lyra is called the home of human consciousness because that's where the human races began in this particular galaxy and uh Unfortunately, this system, even though there was a beautiful system, uh, went through a horrific war millions of years ago from another group called the Draconians. Uh, the Draconians annihilated, um, pretty much annihilated the Lyran system. I mean, it, it was complete planets destroyed, 50 million people lost their lives. 
But the Larins were resilient people. I mean, there was a, a few survivors that managed to escape and move on to these other systems. Uh, so Lyra is located fairly close to Galactic Center. Um, and then, the, but these uh, Lyran refugees ended up in Sirius, which is in the constellation of Canis Major. Okay. Uh, they ended up in the Pleiades, which is in the constellation of Taurus, which is the Taurus the Bull. Orion, which everybody knows Orion, it's the hunter, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of the biggest yeah. um, constellations in our galaxy. Uh, the Andromeda system, which is probably the furthest place. Uh, um, the Arcturians are kind of like an offshoot because they're kind of like a separate consciousness, but because they're their role as spiritual guides, they've also gotten involved with this whole kind of human story. Um, and they're also humanoids to a certain extent, but, um, but we have all these beautiful systems. Um, okay. And uh, what I've been seeing with the work I've been doing is that um, I'm just going to use Lyra as an example, because a lot of people have Lyra lineage. Um, that's the original human template. Okay. Um, okay. So there was two human races that came out of the Lyra system. There was the white Caucasian-like, I guess, white Lyrans. Um, and then you had the blue-skinned Vega people that were blue-skinned, but also humanoid um, that lived in the star system of Vega. Um, pretty much both of those human races tend to have similar issues. So there's not a whole lot of difference because they all, they both went through the Lyran Wars. Okay. So what I, what I found with a lot of my, my clients who have Lyra heritage, okay. Um, is that a lot of them carry trauma signatures in their DNA. And this is stems from trauma that their soul experienced millions of years ago. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but, but we carry trauma signatures, not just from, you know, one experience to another, but also from one lifetime to another, you know, so this is something that I've seen almost consistently across the board is that um, Liren, Liren starseeds, okay, so these are folks that their souls originated from Lyra or Vega. Um, they have a tendency to, to develop um, autoimmune conditions or inflammatory conditions when they undergo a lot of stress here on earth, uh, which we live in stressful times, okay? Just working in the 3D work world is going to create a lot of stress. Uh, a lot of relationships create a lot of stress. You know, people go through divorces. They go through breakups, um, you know, dissolution, dis, dis, dissolvement of families, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so what happens with a lot of my Lyra Starseed um, clients is that in midlife, they'll start developing some sort of disease. It's usually fibromyalgia or lupus or uh, rheumatoid arthritis or some kind of inflammatory condition, you know, might be MS. Um, uh, and, and they're trying everything to fix their problem, but they can't fix their problem because they're not addressing the core issue, which is the traumas issue. They never really worked on the trauma issue that's creating this condition. Um, so what happens with a lot of my clients is once they are become in touch with their original soul trauma that they encountered in Lyra, um, they start healing from, okay? 
it, it's a process. Okay. So it does, it's not going to happen overnight. Okay. None of this stuff, you know, we don't get healed overnight. Um, it takes a certain amount of, you know, shadow work or, you know, inner work, you know, to, you know, to make, to, to go on the other side of healing. Right. But, um, let me ask you a couple of things with this, because okay. there's so much we could go so far down there. And this is you're, what you're saying is absolutely right on. So thank you. Um, yeah. The people who are around way back when in Lyra, for instance, did they live longer than people today in the 3D? Did they live like hundreds of years or did they have oh, tri- yeah. typical 80 year lifespan? Oh, yeah. They were higher humans. So these were humans that didn't live in the third dimension. They lived in fifth dimension, sixth dimension. I'm thinking around six, probably, um, you know, still kind of low enough to be physical, but not, you know, um, but definitely not 3D. So these were people that, like I said, were original human template. You know, they had original human DNA. Um, they were healthy people. You know, I mean, you know, they were uh, they lived hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, I'm thinking how, at least. How did they, Deb, how did they come then to the human 3D that was, I guess, a choice to come and help humanity, to help Earth. Why did they lower their frequency from maybe 6D down to 3D? And why are they here now? Why are their descendants here now, like us? Yeah, gotcha. Um, well, that's there, that can have that has a lot of nuances. But I mean, we can go into many different mm. directions with the answer to that question. But um a lot of it is through their evolution. So um, Lyra doesn't exist anymore, obviously. So um, the Lyran refugees became Syrian refugee, uh, Syrian star, you know, star people. They became Pleiadian star people, um, other star systems like Andromeda. Um, and so uh, through many lifetimes of you know, being in these higher dimensional systems, uh, many of us that are star seeds have chosen to be here on Earth in the 3D in order to help this planet uh, ascend. Okay, okay, so that's just kind of like the basic explanation. Okay, okay. Um, and many of us have come here to learn, you know, spiritual lessons. You know, so you know, so we get kind of a personal, uh, you know, a personal. Uh, of evolvement with this as well so it's not just we're we're here to be of service but we're also here to evolve spiritually um and and sometimes the greatest spiritual uh you know growth that you can encounter is when you encounter adversity which adversity doesn't really exist in these higher realms you know the arcturus system or the andromeda system so so we had to go to earth in order to experience adversity in order to grow spiritually um Okay. Um, let's, uh, Debbie Solaris is my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. She's a galactic historian. She's a starseed. She's an in- intuitive. Let's, let's just for context for folks who are just meeting you for the first time, Deb. Um, mm-hmm. How did you learn to read the Akashic records? Did you get a series of downloads or did you wake up one day and say, I know what the Akashic records are and I can read them now? How did, how did that work? Um, it was an, it was an evolution. Um, so it didn't happen overnight. Uh, so what, um, after my ET, my two ET contact experiences in 2012, um, did they lead you in a direction? What's that? Did they lead you in a specific direction in terms of your, where your life would go? Cause obviously they brought you up there for a reason. 
Yeah, they they told me that I was there to uh, help awaken humanity and help align them with their um, original star families. Uh, But they didn't necessarily say, oh, you're going to be an Akashic reader, you know, so it wasn't like, you know, they got that specific, but they kind of left it up to me, I think. Um, So after that experience, I did notice that my extrasensory perception increased a lot. You know, like I was have all of a sudden having all these, you know, interdimensional type of experiences. And then I, um, I was seeing UFOs all the time. You know, I was uh, having telepathic experiences where I was able to read people's thoughts. I was able to download a massive amount of galactic information. Okay. How about, but, how about, oh, sorry, go ahead, Deb. Um, yeah, let me just wrap this up and then sure. we can go to the next question. Um so what happened after that was uh, um, I started taking a lot of spiritual classes because I thought I was going crazy. I just need an explanation of what was happening. And kind of one one thing led to another. And then I started taking Akashic reading courses and I just found I had a natural ability for it. So I figured, well, I'm good at this stuff, so I, th- I guess I'll do it. But it also kind of ties into my interests, which is a galactic history. So, okay. Um, so that's how I ended up working in this right. field. Now, the obvious, less obvious question I need to ask you for the benefit of folks who are just meeting you is: Have you heard from them since then, or are you working with them in terms of you're working with your guides, and that's kind of a connection to them? I have a constant connection with my guides. It's like never ending now. It's, it's like okay. they're my best friends. You know, I, okay. uh, I hang with them all the time. I mean, I don't necessarily see them, but I get downloads all the time. Um, okay. So that's that's um, so I even though I don't need to have I don't need to have the fancy ET, you know, let's go on a ship experience because mm-hmm. my connection with the guides is Got pretty it. much all the time. Or, and I'm not saying me, but some people are, uh, their frequency, they're working on raising their frequency and it's happening and they're heading towards 5D where others are in the 3D thing and it, it may not, they may stay there. Is there mm-hmm. is there something happening there where there's a split going on that it's not like you're on the blue team and you're on the red team, but it's, it's becoming more and more apparent. Oh, I would agree with you there. Um, I think that Dolores Cannon talked about this to a certain extent, um, as well as, you know, other spiritual teachers. But what I've seen in the records is that there's going to be more of a vibrational split between the folks that choose to stay in the 3D and folks that are moving towards 4D and 5D. Um, I really believe that most of us that are on the spiritual path are actually residing in higher rungs of fourth right now. So I don't even think we really reside in the 3D anymore because I'm just seeing too many uh, vibrational changes in our realities. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this, but there are certain people that we're, we're not connected with anymore because we're no longer a vibrational match to those people. You know, so um, for instance, you know, uh, I used to work with a bunch of people that you know, in my 3D job that I just, they're not just in my reality anymore. You know, it's just like they, I've kind of moved on, you know, they kind of stayed where they're at, but I moved on, you know, because my vibrational 
frequency is no longer in alignment with with these other folks. And and I'm seeing this across the board with a lot of clients. I mean, not just me, but a lot uh, of people are reporting uh, this. Uh, do you find, Deb, that um, they're experiencing, is, I don't know if it's a timeline change or whatever, but their reality that they're experiencing, if they've decided subconsciously to stay kind of in the 3D versus other people who want to move on, that they're actually experiencing different lives, different events that are happening at the same time. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly. I, what for, you're forgive saying. me. I, I'm not. I'm not no, articulating no, no, it no, well. But are they like? Is there two different realities going on right now with some of our friends and us? Oh, totally. Yeah. I uh, kind of what I'm seeing is that uh, a lot of like these really kind of tragic events that are occurring in the 3D that seem to really affect other people aren't really affecting us. It's kind of like we're separated from it. Not that we're not aware of it. We're aware of it because, you know, we still got one foot in the 3d kind of thing, but, but it's kind of like it doesn't affect us. And I think that's what the Arcturians meant when they said that all of us that were part of my family, which are, they were talking about the greater light worker family. We're all protected because we're all in a different dimension right now. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of what you're getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And, and and even beyond that, um, yeah. there's so much. We were talking about this before we went on the air. That there's so yeah. much noise out there about okay, the white hats have won, and they're going to round everybody up, and there's going to be a blackout and mass arrests, and then the the financial system's going to collapse, and then it's going to be bad, but then it's going to be good. And there's so much noise going on as to what is supposed to happen or what is happening. What is that? What do your guides tell you? Um. <laughs> They say that there's massive um, energetic changes, but that the thing they keep telling me is that the 5D is not going to look like the way we expect it to look like, which I think we're expecting like, I don't know, like the clouds parting and, ah, you know, the the rays come down and there's doves in the air. I mean, I don't know. It's just my crazy image, but um I don't think it's going to look like that. I think it's just going to, we're going to be creating our own fifth dimensional realities. And so, um, so a lot of these events that are occurring, you know, with the government, you know, with, with, um, you know, some of the events, you know, the crazy things that are happening are not going to be affecting us as much, you know? So, um, so even the monetary system, I think is going to change, but it's not going to change in a way that, we think it's going to change. I don't know. It's going to it's going to feel like we're, we're kind of phasing out of that. Okay, so it's not going to be like actual physical things that are going to happen. It's, but it's going to be more energetic. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, so a lot of people say, Deb, that uh, you know, there's they're rounding up the uh, last of the reptilians here, and they're going to be taken off planet. And then there's a protective shield around the Earth, and all of this stuff. Is 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 there is there behind the scenes a good guy, bad guy war going on that we're as regular people are not really aware of. I do know that the Galactic Federation has been involved. They kind of um, kind of covertly has been helping the planet kind of behind the scenes for decades now, you know, so um, and there's actually Galactic Federation ships that are in our solar system watching planet Earth. Uh, and a lot of these um, groups have been, you know, these benevolent ET groups have been dismantling nuclear bombs. They've been 
you know, mitigating some of the chemtrail spraying that's been occurring and uh, maybe even mitigating some of the effects of the COVID vaccine. You know, so there's been, you know, things that they've been doing behind the scenes, including even the breakdown of reptilian, underground reptilian bases or dumps as they call them. Um, so, uh, so a lot of this has been ongoing for a while, um, but we're, you know, 3D humans just aren't aware of it, you know, but um, so there's been, I would say consistent um, assistance, but also um, they're not here to save us, so to speak. So we still got to do our own work as far as, you know, the ascension process, you know, so they're not here to save you know, to do the ascension process for us, they're just assisting us here and there. But, um, but we still have to be, you know, the masters of our own ascension. So, uh, based on your experience and your conversations with your guides, what is your path? What is your journey? And what do you want people to know? Oh, that's a great question. Um, my my path, actually, uh, you know, I've thought about this a lot. Is um, I'm I'm basically here just to help reconnect people with their greater galactic family and helping them to remember who they truly are, uh, what the true history of humanity is. Um, so I have the tendency as a, I say, galactic historian to be more focused on star systems. And um, maybe I'm a little different from Elena Danon, who talks a lot about a lot of different races. I focus more on the the races that are most involved with humanity, because that's what we're focused on here on Earth. Uh, so my role is just to help us to remember where we came from, why we're here and where we're going, you know, okay. so uh, which is to be the part of the greater galactic family and okay. um, cosmic citizens of the universe. So it just always been Earth's um, destiny. OK, okay. Um, Let's talk about food a little bit more, because I know you want to help out with the longevity. And it seems like uh, our food supply, whether it's the soil, it doesn't have the nutrients anymore. There's so much processing. The animals are treated horribly and shot up with all kinds of stuff. And it's really tough to make food choices. And also, you want to do it based on where your DNA comes from. So, totally. you know, I've moved over, over the years, just as an example. I, I don't eat red meat anymore. I don't mm-hmm. drink alcohol. And then I've been more, more and more plant-based, yet I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. She's an expert on oxalates. Mm. And there's so many plant foods that have these oxalates in them that are really not good for you. So I have to cut out peanut butter and cut out spinach and cut. What, what did your guides tell you in terms of, in terms of how people should eat? Is it is an individual system decision or is it certain things are good and certain things aren't so good? Obviously, processed food isn't good, but I mean, just in general, it's the cleaner, the better. Is that basically it? And what works for you may not work for the other person? I would say overall, going on a high vibrational diet, which you can go online and, you know, look look up what a high vibrational diet is. Um, Not necessarily all vegan either, but, um, and that's pretty much the diet I do. I try to eat as much plant-based as possible. I don't eat red meat anymore either. I still do fish every now and then because do you fast what's that you fast oh yeah oh yeah i i do intermittent intermittent fasting and Mm -hmm. also i fast occasionally just for health Mm -hmm. purposes um for detoxing and things like that but um it also depends on what star lineage you're from for instance just to give you an example and this is information people can 
uh, you know, find out more about on some of my trainings. What I found with Pleiadians and Lyrans is that, you know, people of these lineages is that they do really, really well on vegan and vegetarian diets. Um, they thrive on those diets. Whereas Syrians, um, uh, they have to do more of a keto kind of diet or a little bit more, more protein, um, because of their certain health propensities. Uh, so I get, um, Syrian star seeds that do horribly on vegan diets, um, and might need a little bit more protein, you know, so, so keto might be the way for them to go. Um, with Andromedans, Andromedans have a lot of health issues. I mean, Andromedans probably have the worst when it comes to dealing with stomach issues and digestive issues. Um, Arcturians do too, to a certain extent, um, but with Andromedans is even more pronounced. So they have to be really aware more specifically on what they're sensitive to. So they might have to look at maybe doing a food allergy test or you know, something like that in order to cut out certain foods that are going to uh, upset their system. Um, I'm going to take a guess, uh, Debbie, and say that going forward, humanity will not eat as much solid food. I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. Um, we're actually moving. What, one of the things I've noticed as far as longevity is. Sorry, is Bobby Flay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Yeah, sorry, Bobby. <laughs> sorry, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so um, one of the things I've noticed what my my Arcturian guides are telling me is that um, we're going to see more of a reduction in calories and reduction of intake of solid foods where we're going to receive more energy from the sun. You know, we're not going to need as much food. I think part of the reason why um, I've been able to age reverse as much as I have is because I do a reduced calorie diet. I eat very small meals, very limited calories throughout the day. Um, and, uh, I think it's really helped me. Um, and that's more in alignment with my Arcturian lineage where we didn't even eat food in Arcturus. So, okay. well, I got to tell you, you look fantastic and Thank your you. energy, your energy radiates now. Every time I see it, there's more energy and it's brighter and lighter. And I'm Thank not just you. saying that. It's true because I was watching all your episodes preparing for our discussion today. And I'm like, wow, what a metamorphosis. What a change. What an evolution. Fantastic. Keep doing what Thank you're you doing. Thank you so Dave. much. I Keep appreciate Keep doing what you're that. doing because it's a real inspiration, particularly for your work. So um, let's have a little fun. We've got a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, last time Deb was on the show, she she read me. Uh, we're not going to go through that whole thing, but let me ask a question because I think it would be good if Debbie demonstrates how she works with our guides. Just mm -hmm. I will ask, what do I need to know? I gave Deb my uh, my birth date information and my full name, and so maybe she'll tap in and we'll get a little something going here. Okay, let me check in with your guides and my guides. See what what they what they show me. Okay, so what your guides are showing me right now is that um, they say you're doing very well in the physical realm, but that um, there's a mastery that's needed more with more esoteric spirituality, and they want you to showcase that more with your podcast. Um, so kind of getting away from, you know, the events that are occurring here on Earth, uh, 
And I think as a, you know, with your particular star lineage, because I know you were, you were, uh, kind of Syrian. I, I don't remember the whole reading. Lyra, I think, to Syria. Lyra, from, Lyra, yeah, Lyra Sirius, Sirius, yeah. yeah. Um, you're very focused on the phys- physical realm. Um, that's a Syrian tendency. I mean, my, my husband has the same lineage as you, so I, I know that lineage quite well. And, uh, um, but Syrians were also very divinely feminine oriented. I mean, they were highly spiritual people. And I think as a, um, so you're you're here to be like a male prototype for the new fifth dimensional male. They're wanting you to integrate more of this esoteric spirituality to show men that it's okay to be spiritual. It's okay to, you know, to do you know, to go on, you know, yoga retreats or, you know, or, you know, maybe, you know, work on your spirituality and be very open about it. I know you're open about a lot of topics, but they're really wanting you to focus on um, integrating more of those divine feminine um, uh, modalities, you know, with the podcast, you know, because your, your podcast was called guys guy, you know, so you're here to be uh, a model, you know, 5d model for men. And, uh, and they're wanting you to really showcase that um, they're wanting you to get a little, um, uh, I would say, not dangerous. That's not the right word, but a little um, a little bit more on the edge as far as spirituality, um, you know, beyond what the typical topics are that most people talk about with spiritual. Um, so they might want you to integrate. I don't know, maybe some crazy ener- energy healing technique or somebody that um, is kind of on the spiritual edge, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, so, I, and I think you are incorporating more of that, you know, yes. than, than you have, but they, they want you to continue with that. So, okay. um, so that's what I'm getting. Perfect. Good to know. And I just want to have this as an example of this is how Debbie works. So, Debbie, tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your classes that you have, any events coming up. Debbie Solaris. Thank you. Um, I would say the best way to contact me is through my website. Um, there is a beautiful galactic history section on there. So it's really worth you know visiting if you're interested in this topic. My website is DebbieSolaris.com, D-E-B-B-I-E-S-O-L-A-R-I-S. Dot com, And I'm also on YouTube. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So you can find me there as well. Uh, you can find me also if you if you have a Gaia subscription, um, you can find me on Gaia. I'll be on the, the new um, season of Deep Space. So you'll find me on those episodes as well as past episodes of, um, of Beyond Belief and Open Minds. And uh, uh, let's see what else. Um, I am going to be offering a galactic Akashic reading course, um, probably in April or May. Um, I think we're projecting it to start April 17th. So if you're interested in that kind of work and you want to join me on the eight week in, you know, immersive course on how to read the records, uh, the galactic records at that, uh, please um, subscribe to my site and we'll get you some information Fantastic. on that. Fantastic. Yeah. Debbie, always great to see you. I th- you're doing wonderful work. You're, you're, you're walking the walk, which I think is terrific also. And I got to tell you, I went to the uh, Conscious Life Expo in LA a couple of weeks ago and it was great. There's a lot of ego in the spiritual world. I didn't realize yeah. that. And it's not bad. 
But th there's ego there. And one of the things that's wonderful about you, you're a regular person. And I say that with the most respect, which with not like saying, oh, you're just a regular person. You are authentic and you are real and you're helping people. So thank you. And you're always thank welcome you. here on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you so much. It's been great to re reconnect with you. And please give my love to your beautiful wife. Um, I will. She said hi. She was watching your interviews on your website this morning. So oh, she sends wonderful. her best. Okay. All right, you take care. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, another fascinating conversation with one of my favorite guests and people, Debbie Solaris. Again, her website is Debbie Solaris, S-O-L-A-R. Is.com. And if you go to her website, you'll see some fantastic illustrations, some great ex explanations about the different civilizations, the different star beings that are all around the universe and may have influenced what's going on here on Earth. And many of us may have come from some of these far off distant past civilizations, whether it's Lyra or Sirius or Andromeda, etc. And there's so much information available out there as well as you can learn about the Akashic Records. What are they? What information is there? How can this information be helpful? Does it really matter what the records say about you know where I was before? Do your past lives even matter? Or do you just want to focus on the here and now? That's okay too. What we do here on Guys Guys Radio, we bring you information for you to consider, to say, hey, I want to learn more about this. Or, that's cool, but you know what? I'm good. But that's up to you. In the, in the case of Debbie Solaris, her website has lots of information about all these past civilizations, lots of information about the Akashic Records. And she teaches a number of different courses, a lot of short ones. I know she talked about this uh, eight-week immersive, but she also talks about a lot of uh, short courses that you can take that are all very reasonably priced. Just check it out on her website. And if you have an interest in any of these areas, it could be helpful. And a lot of it, and a lot of what Debbie wants to start talking about now, and we kind of touched on today, and hopefully we'll get her back and do some more on it, but is people's health and longevity. And what are some of the things we can do to live our best lives while we're here and tie some of that back into where we may have each one of us originally come from and some of the health issues and challenges that are attached to that. Interesting stuff. Now, of course, just in general, making the decision to eat the best foods and think the best thoughts and get involved in some spiritual unfoldment practices, whether it be meditation or exercise, walks in nature, just relaxation. Maybe it's qigong, tai chi, working out, running, biking, tennis, baseball, whatever it is, just getting in touch with nature, getting in touch with ourselves, meditation, Reiki, hypnosis, whatever it is, all those things help us navigate this dense 3D world that we're living in now. 
And a lot of the conversation is taking place about, and we got into it with Debbie, is are we moving to a 5D world? Is everybody going there? And if so, is everybody going there at the same rate? I think everybody's going there, but not necessarily everybody's going there at the same time. And many people have made the decision, like subconsciously, maybe they're just not ready for that and they don't want to see big changes. They like things the way they are or they're more comfortable. They don't want to see everything they thought was true be determined maybe not to be as truthful as they thought it was. Excuse me. There's a lot of information that we don't know about. There's a lot of information that we've been giving that might not be accurate. And you have to make those determinations for yourself. Do you want to ascend? Do you want to raise your frequency? Do you want to get into the 5D? Or do you want to continue to focus on 3D? That's up to you. And whatever you decide is, is cool because everybody, we're all heading the same place, but we're all on a different route and a different timetable. Keep it in mind and just do your best and do what works for you. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time on KCAA Radio here in Southern California. 102, excuse me, 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. So we're on prime time twice weekly on KCAA. They also have their streaming services and they do their own podcasting and their YouTube and all kinds of stuff that they have. So there's plenty of opportunities if you're a big fan of KCAA to catch Guys Guys Radio there. The podcast, the Guys Guys Radio podcast, YouTube and Rumble post worldwide every Thursday. So if you want to watch the interviews, you can watch on YouTube, you can watch on Rumble, and the podcast is worldwide. We've been downloaded in over 100 countries, and we're there. Additionally, we're now on UK Health Radio, which is a digital, worldwide, internet radio station. It's the largest talk health radio station in the world, and we're on there four times every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So, guess what? There's no excuse not to be able to find Guys Guys Radio, because the podcast is on all the platforms. We're on UK Health Radio. We're on KCAA. We've got the YouTube. We've got the Rumble. We're there for you. So I ask you one favor. If you enjoy the content and guests, I bring you each and every week to the show, Guys Guys Radio, Guys Guys TV, whichever it is, please like, follow, review, subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube's a big help because that's uh, one of our newest platforms. And just stick with us and tell your friends about it and realize that, you know, I'm not doing a lot of advertising here. I'm bringing you information I think can help you with your life. Of course, it's up to you to determine what information you want to take away from that, what works for you and what doesn't, and that's cool. I'm just here to bring you the best I can with the best guests. We've brought on over 750 different guests to the show over the years. We've got a lot more really cool people lined up that I think you're really going to enjoy and it's my pleasure to do the show, and I'm so appreciative to have such a wonderful, growing audience. You can also catch me on my website, robertmanny.com, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. I also offer three free chapters to my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. 
It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. It's a rom-com. It's been called the man's, men's successor to Sex in the City. It's fast, it's fun, it's frothy, and it's about friendship and sex and redemption and revenge and, and business and pleasure and good old New York City and about the weird, wild, odd ways of modern men and their dating habits. So check it out. You can get three free chapters and then you can pick up the book wherever you pick up your books. Amazon's probably the easiest, but wherever you go. And again, we're here from you, for you all the time. We've got a lot of great shows coming up. I want to thank all my wonderful guests that I've interviewed and all the guests that are coming up. I want to thank Chris, my wonderful producer, and Ryan, my strategy lead. And most of all, I want to thank you, my wonderful audience, for just coming on board, subscribing, liking, following, reviewing, checking out the work we do here on Guys Guys Radio, telling your friends about it, and really being a part of this movement to really help men live their best lives and also help women also because it's all about being together. It's all about equality. It's all about when men and women can live their best lives, everyone wins. That's what we do on Guys Guys Radio. I'm going to see you again next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs> <laughs>